Welcome to the I Don't Give a Should show, a podcast exploring all the ways that women should all over themselves. How many times do you find yourself acting out of obligation or doing what everyone else expects from you without stopping to consider why? Where do all those beliefs that are driving you come from? If you're tired of feeling resentful, overwhelmed, stuck, exhausted, or pissed off, you are in the right place. Shooting all over yourself is a real thing, but it doesn't have to be in the driver's seat. I'm your host, Jen Sherwood, and I spent way too many years trying to prove that I was good enough and worrying what other people thought while avoiding conflict at all costs. Today, I don't give a shit. Well, not as many anyway, and neither should you. I'm talking to women like you who figured out how to stop shooting and start living. You're listening to the I Don't Give a Should Show, episode number 19. Today, my guest is Patty Hoyt. As a strategic coach, Patty helps business owners go inward, uncover, and overcome what is holding them back from achieving even greater success and go after their true dreams. She is passionate about guiding people to see, be, and feel the light inside of them so they can feel empowered to pursue their dreams and be happier from the inside out. So, so inspiring. She's also the host of the podcast, The Art of Being. You can find that wherever you find your podcast. Patty, thank you so much for being here today. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here with you. I admire you and I'm with you. Well, I the feeling is so mutual and clearly because before we hit record, we know we can both talk about the shoulds. So I'm so happy you're here. So let's just dive right in. So Patty, let's talk about it. What was it like for you when you were living under the shoulds? Mm, a lot of suffering, a lot of pressure. <laughs> that should, it, create, it created so much pressure in my life. Oh my Lord. And it started very young. I grew up with a lot of brothers in my house and each one of them had a lot of issues. So my mom had her hands full. And for some reason, as a little girl, my head was like, you should be the good one. You should be the good girl. You should not bring any issues to your mother. She has her hands full. So I decided to be that good girl and not bring anything. And what happens is then I kept all my feelings inside of me, right? That dude made so much pressure on myself and I grew up like that. Oh, I can imagine there are so many heads nodding as people are listening to this. This is so not, I'm double negativing here, not uncommon, particularly girls take that on it. I think there's that that societal message about we are caregivers and we don't want to rock the boat and we want to make things easier. And so this makes so much sense to me. You're the only girl in the family, right? I'm the only girl in the family and I want to take care of everybody. I wanted to make sure that they were not suffering. Yes. I put pressure on my own, myself, you know, nobody else put that pressure on me. Isn't that interesting? Yes. I put that pressure on myself. Not only I'm not going to bring issues to my mom to add to her load, I'm also going to help solve everybody's problem. 
Yes. So you're going to fix everything. Everybody can depend on you, but that's a lot of weight for a young girl. And then eventually an adult woman (laughs) to carry. So I'm curious, Patty, as you're navigating this, as you're growing up, so you said there was a lot of pain. Maybe you can talk a little bit more about how you felt. And then how would you say this affected your decision? So you don't want to be a burden to your mom. You don't want to bring issues to her. You don't want to make anything harder because your brothers are taking all of what she has, it sounds like. So talk a little bit about how you felt and how this impacted what you did. It impacted my entire life and the journey of my life. One of the things that happened is since I kept all my feelings inside, right? I couldn't express any of my feelings, sadness, angry, nothing. I put inside and kept inside. What happened was I started having physical pain. Oh, yeah. I developed this as growing up, teenager into young adult. I developed this chronic physical pain. Pain would show up anywhere in my body. One day was my shoulder. One day was my back. One day was my hand. It it was crazy. And no doctors could identify what happened, what was going on. But I learned how to keep my feelings inside. Let's not feel the feelings because it's not safe. Right? Right. That's the message that I received. You know, I read the story that I had in my head. I should just keep this feeling inside because it's not safe. And it really affected my life. And that effect, that physical pain, chronic pain affected my work, affected my, my personal life. Like I was limited to, I want to go hiking. I love nature. I love being outside. I love enjoying life and going dancing. And this is, I love those things, but I was limited on how much I could do because of my physical pain and working, sitting all day in the chair. It really, I, I needed to go in the bathroom sometimes and cry with my pain and put myself together and come back to my desk. I'm like, okay, nothing happened. Let's keep on working. So it affected my entire life. Isn't it? It's amazing to me what the mind can do to the body and how holding that stress and never letting it out and all the effort it takes to keep those emotions clamped down that it's coming out in this physical pain. And it doesn't surprise me for a minute that the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on with you. It's also interesting that no one thought to ask you about your emotional or mental well-being. Although I don't know if they had, I don't know if you would have been open to talking about it at that time. Do you think? Not at the time, but eventually, one of my physicians, I had been seeing him for 10 years. And every year, I would complain a little bit about my pain, right? Because I, even that, I didn't want to tell him all my pain because I thought he was going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. I have all of this pain. And because I have heard from some of the specialists, like, you're too young. You don't have anything. I was like, I don't care if I'm too young. I'm feeling this pain. Yes. Oh my gosh. To be dismissed like that. I. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. So yeah. here you're actually trying to figure out what's going on and you're being told, nah, you can't have that. Yeah. You're too young. You cannot have that. Right. But eventually after seeing my physician for 10 years, I remember exactly like if it was yesterday, doing my annual checkup at the end of the year and all my blood tests, amazing. And he's giving me like stars. 
And he closed my chart and back then was like paper. <laughs> yes. For the, for the youngsters listening, there used to be charts that were actually paper. Papers, and it was like a three inch or five inch, whatever high, because it's 10 years. Yeah. Yes. He, he closed that. And he asked like, do you have anything, any complaints? And I was like, well, doctor, you know, I still have some physical pains, always minimizing my pain. And he started going through the pages of those 10 years as I was talking to him. After I finished, he closed the chart again and said, I'm going to tell you something that most of my patients, when I say this, they ignore and they don't do what I tell them to do. I was like, oh my God, what is it, right? <laughs> yeah, you're worried at this point. <laughs> yeah, at this point, like, oh my God, what is it? He said, you have depression. I was like, oh. wait, what? What do you mean? I'm the most positive person. My slogan is enjoying life. I'm not crying. I'm always positive. I'm always smiling. He's like, what are you talking about? He said, depression does not manifest only in crying, on being bad and not being able to get up and being sad. Depression can also manifest in the physical pain. And I was like, whoa, my mind was blown. I was like, what's that's crazy. I'm like, all right, well, if that's the thing, let's do it. What can I do? Yeah. Tell me what to do so we can fix this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that we know this, you know, and it's interesting. I think holding that, those feelings inside and having that pressure, as you're saying, just shuffling down and down those feelings and having to deal with that pain 24 seven and holding myself up to function in the world it created the depression. Mm -hmm. And then it became a cycle, right? The more pain I had, the more depression I had, the more depression I had, the more physical pain would show up. And it became this crazy cycle, you know? Yeah, I went to a psychiatrist and I went to an amazing psychologist that did a fantastic job talking about the mind. Mm. What he did with me was cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. He went through what my thoughts were he gave me one exercise that I needed to write it down every single thought that I had throughout the day. And oh my Lord, I saw some negative thoughts there that I was, I was not aware. I love that exercise. I love that so much. And when you might do this kind of work with your clients as well, but I love when I assign that to my clients and then they come back and they're shocked and they're almost horrified when they see it on paper. Like those thoughts just run on this quiet loop in the back of our minds. So we're not consciously aware of it, but you and I both know the subconscious is fully aware of it. So when you bring those to the light and you see like, oh my God, this is the dialogue I've been sitting in. It's shocking. And I love what you said about this cycle of the body being the depression and then the pain. As you were saying this, I was thinking to myself, at some point, our mind and body says enough enough, enough. We're going to, we're going to get your attention one way or another. And yours just decided we're going to go back between this physical pain and this emotional pain and back and forth and back and forth until it's sort of beaten you over the head with a stick. Like, come on, Patty, pay attention to us. And it's so fascinating to me that you were in enough pain that you would go hide in the bathroom at work and try to like get yourself together. And yet you were minimizing your pain to your doctor. So thank goodness 
he picked up enough on the pieces to put it all together because it sounds like once he said that to you, you were like, okay, let's do it. And that's when you started taking action. Yes, that's when I started taking action. And that's how I really started my journey of really getting to know myself mm. from inside, right? Yeah. From inside and be able to allow myself to go inward, which before that was not safe to go inward. Mm-mm. We are not getting connected with the heart. We are not getting connected with feelings. So I started this journey to go inward and really understand myself. And that's when it really started my personal development, personal growth right there, getting to know me. And, and of course, I got better, but throughout the life, I could see my pain coming back, right? Oh, okay. I start seeing that my pain became, my physical pain became a thermometer. Mm-hmm. For what was going on in my life at that moment. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, the pain is here. So what's going on? Is that something that I, I'm doing that it's not in alignment? Is that a job that I'm doing that I'm just forcing? Am I not listening to my heart? It became a thermometer. And I became very good on overcoming that pain because I stopped to listen to that pain to listen to my heart, to listen to where, get in alignment again, right? Mm-hmm. Which before I didn't even know, what is that, get in alignment? <laughs> well, you know what? I was just thinking, as you said that, I know what you mean, but do you want to describe what you mean by that? What does it mean to you, just for our listeners who may not be familiar with that, what does it mean to live in alignment? Oh, man. Let's go back a little bit. I was disaligned. What I noticed is, my body was one thing and the thing that I rejected because I saw as a defective mm. thing. Yeah. Right? Yes. My mind was a different thing and my spirit at that time did not exist. <laughs> or so you thought. <laughs> I was like, what is that? So completely, it was a three part of me that was not in touch with one another. Yeah. And when I started doing this work, what I realized, my body, I became really aware of my body. And I sat with my body and I was able to sit with my body and be, even if it was painful, I sat with my pain. Even if I was in the middle of a crisis, right? An episode, I sat there and I got in touch with my body because it's, I realized our physical body is such an intelligent system that I had ignored for most of my life. And now I can get clues from my body. And then I got in touch with my heart. And then my mind, my, we were just talking about the subconscious. I became so much more aware. What was the, the tape? Yeah. <laughs> like an old person, like the tape running in the background, <laughs> right? <laughs> so what is like playing the background of my mind that I bring into the, always to the front and be conscious about how I was and then connected to my spirit. And when I had all of those three parts really connected and speaking to one another, that's when I, oh, I became relaxed. I became peaceful. I became, I started feeling joy, real mm, joy. Yeah. Joy. Yeah. I was just telling myself, right? That joy from inside out, not from 
outside sources, right? Let's go out and dance. Oh, I'm I'm having fun over there. That is outside things. Like, how can I feel joy from inside? That's what happened when I have all those three parts of me connected and speaking to one another. I start feeling all of those things. I love this. I think so many people live from the neck up. So we just live in our heads and we try to think our way through things. And we don't really realize, I don't think it's a common language for most people growing up, that there is information in your body and this crucial piece, like you're saying, of reconnecting all these parts of yourself. And so I imagine once you reconnected, then maybe when you found yourself out of alignment, and you can tell me if I'm in the ballpark here, but... I would imagine you would find yourself out of alignment when you were back doing what you thought you should or things that didn't feed you in the way that you wanted to, or is that, so when you're out of alignment now, is that what it looks like? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's on the should. When I'm on the should, like I used to do a job before I became life coach that I got trained to do the sales job and there were so many shoulds. I follow the best salesperson in the company. And I was like, I should be like him. I should be like her. I should do what he's doing. I should do what she's doing. And what they were doing, it was not good for me, for the person that I'm being. And the more I try, I should do this. I'm going to do that because that's how I'm going to be successful. So I should do that. And when I was there and the pain would show up. Pain will show up immediately. Hmm. And yes, it's when I was in the should and I was forcing something that was not good for me. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is such a good, it may be that people listening, maybe they don't have the physical pain like you had, but I think once we start reconnecting at least the mind and body, we've got to get the spirit in there too, but When we start listening, there are so many clues in our body that we've just been pushing down and ignoring. And so I just want to offer anyone who's listening, start paying attention to when something just doesn't feel right in your body. That physical pain can be telling you something, but then you can reverse engineer that too. If you're in not such a great headspace, if you're not in a good mood, what's going on? Start tapping in both directions to figure it out because this place of alignment that Patty is talking about, it's being real and true to yourself. And so you don't have to be a coach. You don't have to be a yoga teacher. You don't have to be a meditation guru. You can just be like, you know, a normal person, (laughs) an average everyday person, but who is listening to their body and paying attention to their physical pain, their emotional pain, and what clues that's giving to us. Would you say that's true? That is a hundred percent true. And Nowadays, I guide my clients to, it may not be like you say, it's a pain, but it's a sensation mm-hmm. in the body. Mm-hmm. It can be a sensation in the body, right? Like the little nut on your stomach. Yes. Right? The little tightens in your heart. Pay attention. What is that you're doing yeah. right now that is not really in alignment with who you truly are? That's it. It can be just as simple as that, a sensation in the body. It's such a good description that you've given to that knot in the stomach, the tightening of the heart. I think so many people can relate to that. So I love that. So you mentioned your work. This is perfect segue. So 
what you experienced in your life in the shoulds. You said you left that job that had sales. We know you're a coach now. So how did your own life experience influence the work you're doing now? A hundred percent. I became a life coach because of that. Because I used to live in this, I call like in a prison. Mm. That's how I like life. I put myself in a prison. I was living in that suffering mold. Yeah. And then I became this open the cage and I became this amazing free bird flying with joy. And then I start realizing how many people live in that cage. Yes. Agreed. That we put ourselves in it. Right. And if they can just open that door and allow themselves to get out of the cage, the prison, there is a whole new world that is going to make us all so much happier. And, oh, and we're like, okay, how can I guide people to go through that? And I was yeah. doing that on the side with friends, with even my coworkers, you know, in the other job. I was doing that because I wanted to, like, I can see now we can identify, right? People, when we go through something, we overcome, we identify, we see projections like, oh, that's where I used to be. And oh my God, come over here to this side. Yeah. It's so much better on this side. It's so much more enjoyable and like the freedom. That's how I felt. I felt freedom when I got out of that. And I want everybody to feel their freedom. Yes. I became a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love, love that. And you've decided what really seems to work for you is with business owners. So what is it for you? Because this has to be in alignment with you. So what is it about helping people create that business that lights you up? Yeah. And I think because my mind is still so businessy, you know, I had so much experience in different jobs in my entire life. So I can identify with another business owner. I understand first what life they're going through, you know, more or less, even if they're working for a company or if they're entrepreneur, right? And the struggles that we go through, either the company telling you, you should do this, this and that, mm-hmm. or as an entrepreneur, we put ourselves the should, 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 should. You should be yeah. this, so you're a successful entrepreneur. And so I relate to mind-wise to those type of people. So I want them to be successful in their business. But in order to do that, we need to look at the inside of a person. We need to look inside of ourselves. Because if we live in the should, in order to be successful in the business, it's not going to take us anywhere. Or if it takes somewhere, you're going to be suffering inside. Yeah. So you might be successful on paper, but... There's a lot of suffering that comes with that success. And it sounds like what you teach people is they can be successful and happy, joyful in alignment. Mm, Yes, Mm, exactly. Yes, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. I relate. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping those people. Because I I wish there was somebody when I was going through different jobs to help me. Yeah, but it worked out the way it was supposed to, it sounds like. It is. Yeah. Patty, I have just enjoyed so much hearing your story and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So I want to share that if anybody is looking to connect with you, which I think 
absolutely go connect with Patty. You can find her at her website and we will put these in the show notes as well. PattyHoyt.com and Patty is spelled P-A-T-I and Hoyt is H-O-Y-T. So P-A-T-I-H-O-Y-T.com or on Instagram or Facebook, she is Coach Patty Hoy. So Patty, thank you for being here. It has been my absolute pleasure to spend some time with you and, and I really appreciate it. I love being here. Thank you so much. I could spend hours talking to you. <laughs> I know we could. We could. All right. Thanks for joining me. See you next time on I Don't Give a Should. Hey, friend. If you recognize yourself in these stories and you don't want to give a should anymore, you have to join my coaching community, the GC. Come learn the tools to recognize when fear and worry are running the show and how to shift into more of what you want without guilt or blowing up your life. Unless, of course, that's what you want. Inside the GC, you'll learn strategies to start making yourself a priority. Stop saying yes when you mean no. Have hard conversations and so much more. And you get to do this with a group of women who are making the same changes in their lives and are there to support you, not judge you. It's a seriously warm, safe space where genuine connections are made. The GC is where doubt and loneliness meet their match. You can get all the info at jennifersherwood.com slash the GC. But if you're not ready for something like that yet, I've got you. Head over to my website, jennifersherwood.com and hit the relief right now button. I'll send three ridiculously simple steps to go from overwhelm to ease.